0: Marvel DC. Marvel DC. Marvel DC. marble Marvel. 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 Marvel.
1: We create our own realities of words. That's disgusted. Hello. That's disgusted. Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. The Geek Chat. Hey, 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 everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Geek Chat
0: mini-series. God, you got to get better at that. <laughs> I got one more week to practice.
1: That's true. So hopefully uh, next week's show will be the best show that we've ever done. Ever. Um, ever. Ever, ever. Ever, Um So thank you again for tuning in to our Geek Chat summer mini-series. This is a series that is taking place between our uh, fourth and fifth season. So uh, Rich and I usually do a live show on Mondays on MixLR uh, at 6 p.m. At 6 p.m. to 7 p.m um that's a live show but we need to take a little bit of break to retool the show and during our off time we decided that there's just way too many good comic books coming out and we did not want to uh miss them and give you our opinion on these comic books um so this is what we're doing so we've done this already for the last four weeks this is our fifth week's show um, and we have one more week before we return live on August 8th. So please stay tuned. You can always check us out on our website, thegeekchat.com. You can always join us if you have, if you want to have a conversation with us. You can come to our Facebook group, which is uh, The Geek Chat on the Facebook. So come and join us. Join the conversation. Geek out with us. It's going to be amazing. Um, so, Rich, I know that we taped this show on Fridays and it's going to be released on Monday. Yes. Um, but there's something happening currently that I'm going to be going to tomorrow, which would be Saturday. And that's Comic-Con.
0: Which was last Saturday, or the past Saturday, if you're hearing this, on Monday.
1: Yeah, yeah. so it's kind of interesting, this future-past thing that we're doing. We're
0: like the X-Men. Sort
1: of. Um, so
0: he is going to go to... Comic-Con 2016 down in San Diego to bring you all brand new interviews. We've got some really good people lined up. I'm really excited I'm sad I'm not going. I'm sad you're not going
1: as well and I'm and I'm I'm happy that you're not going to make me stand in that Hasbro line to get your exclusive. So I know. thank you so much for that. Um, so yeah, uh, we're going to have, a about, um, 10 or more interviews with a lot of independent creators. That's we right. really wanted to showcase a lot of our, uh, independence because uh, even though Rich and I, um, review a lot of DC and Marvel, we really want to, uh, interview and, and promote independent creators because there's so much good material out outside of the big two that people really should be... um, Paying attention to. Exactly. So, and without further ado, let's start with one of them.
0: Well, independent by way of not DC Marvel, we're going to be reviewing Betty and Veronica from Archie Comics. Number one, Uh, Adam Hughes did the story and art. Coloring was Jose Villarubia, lettering by Jack Morelli. Uh, That's it. And a whole slew, like two dozen frickin' covers. There were a ton,
1: a ton of variant covers. Some of them were really, really good.
0: Um,
1: So, yeah, Betty and Veronica. Uh,
0: What'd you think, Rich? So, Adam Hughes does a very... I'm, I'm shocked to see Adam Hughes drawing 20 pages. That's the first thing.
1: Well, remember, this book made me nostalgic for his Legion of Superheroes run. Like, I was like, wow, Adam Hughes doing a book a monthly book yes i really hope he can stay on for the long run and it's not just uh, like a four issue stint like i really hope that he's on for
0: a while the uh the story is narrated by hot dog the dog jughead's dog yep which is kind of odd like wouldn't you wouldn't you think that hot dog would be i don't know narrating jughead's book not betty and veronica like what an odd choice for a narrator for Betty and Veronica.
1: Yeah, well, I just think it's Adam Hughes trying to be funny with the whole thing. I mean, what this whole issue boiled down to for me was just two women who don't like each other for a specific reason. It's like it really was sort of like um the one word that comes to mind is gentrification but it's not technically gentrification because they're all white people but but it's just kind of funny because like they like you know they want to save pops is um uh the soda jerk where they go and all that stuff but then the other one is bringing in a multi-million dollar like thing that's going to crush pops and so it's this big it's like you know big store versus little store kind of thing and and so they're these friendships are being tested by it and it's
0: yeah this really should be betty versus veronica (laughs) like
1: like let's stick with the (laughs) that's let's stick with the
0: verses because really it's betty versus veronica yeah
1: I liked the characterizations. I was very surprised at how wordy Adam Hughes is. Like, oh, I, my
0: God. There was one whole page, two whole pages, really. One with all, the only thing on it was the doghouse, and then a whole page of dialogue. And then you turn that, and it's Betty and Veronica laying on the ground in bathing suits. Reading the book. Reading the book. Just that they're out in. Of, yeah.
1: It's very meta. It's very now...
0: Um, you know, if you're enjoying the current Archie stuff and the Jughead stuff, this probably yep. is right up your alley. You're gonna love what they're doing. Um, it it to me read like, like an like an old, almost like what the Republicans are trying to do with the 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 pure white house next door, picket fence. Well, that's your Archie. neighbors. Yeah, it's Archie, but yet kind of kind of now like with cell phones and everything. It was just... It, it was really... its an It was an odd read to me.
1: It reminded me of a John Hughes movie because of just the way they acted. Yeah, I would agree with that. And the way that the dog was the narrator and sort of like Ferris Bueller's Day Off a little bit and how it's very like hyper-colored. The one weird thing about it, though, was I don't know what paper stock they used or something. I don't know. Something with the... With the colors were a little bit faded. I don't know if that's just the printing process. You know? I think it
0: was that nostalgia. I think that was meant to be. I Being really to be do. Like that? Okay. I think that the the colorist purposely did that. Okay. I really do because it had this weird throwback. Because I follow feel. the colorist
1: and I've seen a lot of his stuff and he's worked with Paul Pope and a and a whole bunch of other people and so he and he's done and Alan Moore. So he's done this for a very long time. Yeah, I think so, it was so meant to. So be So I think, that think way. it was intentional, yep. but I don't know. But it, but the paper though, the paper that it was on, I don't know. Something about the paper just really just didn't feel right in my hands. That's
0: because you're used to DC and Marvel's cheap papers. Now no no, 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 I, I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's just weird. I don't know. I don't know. But again, um, if you enjoy this, like Rich said, you probably if you enjoy what's going on Archie, you probably like this. Um, I hope this makes you guys watch the um, the new Riverdale. Riverdale. <laughs> Berlanti, I swear that man is like the go-to for adapting comic books to TV. We'll see how he does. I'm excited for that. So. Who knows. So the next book we're going to review is uh Justice League DC Universe Rebirth number 1. Well, this isn't the
0: Rebirth. This is the number 1. Yeah, this
1: is the actual number 1, not to be confused with the uh DC Rebirth number 1 for Justice League, which was not this. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so the Extinction Machines by written by uh, Brian Hitch. Penciler is Tony S. Daniels. Inked by Sandu Floria. Uh, colored by uh, Tom ooh, Tom Tom uh More, and letters by Richard uh, Starkings and Comicraft. Comi-craft. So. The Extinction Machines are here. Um, This was kind of alluded to in the uh, Rebirth special, I think, in which um, the Rebirth special basically showed all of the team coming together. Like, this is your new Justice League with, and on the cover that I got, which was a variant cover, thank you, Rich, uh, by Annette Paquette, and it was um, all of them together. So you got the big three at the bottom, you know, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and then you have Aquaman, Flash, uh, Cyborg, and then the two Green Lanterns. It's
0: so weird, two Lanterns. I love it, but it's just weird.
1: So, yeah, and it's about them just fighting global catastrophes as the, what are they called? The, the kindred. The kindred is coming back from the center of the Earth or the Earth itself or aliens Or something. Not really sure.
0: Ryan Um, Hitch loves these grand, like alien stories. That's Hmm. well, all the fun lines
1: explode or something, and so there's all this, this like uh, of what is extinction extinction sized event or something.
0: I thought Wonder Woman. The first four pages being Wonder Woman was really cool yep. in this. Uh, Brian Hitch is really trying to make that damn lightning bolt fetch. Like, he is really trying. Once again, it's here with her. Um, Does I liked, she
1: call it? Does she like, come to me, lightning bolt? Something <laughs> wise to her or something? I don't know.
0: I liked it. I think Tony Daniels did a great job.
1: Yes, the art is strong. The, the art, art is, is very strong. Very
0: strong in this. Um, it's a really good... This is what the Justice League should be. They should be fighting... Like, they all have their own little cities and whatever to protect, but when it comes down to a giant problem, I'm glad that they're around in this.
1: Yep, I'm glad they're together, and I'm glad they're fighting. I read some of the stuff that's going to be happening in the in the future with this book. It looks like Aquaman is, is a big player in this new uh, Extinction-level event. I don't know. Uh, but the whole thing about Wonder Woman at the beginning talking about um when you wish for victory in battle you were calling you were greeting death mm-hmm. and i thought that was really kind of an interesting um words that he used or chose as wonder woman is like you know i don't want to do that but if you if you make me i will you know and and then you'll see what, what what war really is and i was just like just really strong characterization of wonder woman i liked how um i liked how hitch wrote the um the twins, the Wonder Twins, mm-hmm. <laughs> the two Green Lanterns. I I don't know. This makes me feel that Brian Hitch likes continuity. He and likes and connectivity. Exactly. Likes continuity, like connectivity. Actually, I think he likes more connectivity than continuity. I because think that's in this, is.
0: a couple of them reflect their other books. Wonder Woman talks about, you know, what's what's going on in her book about yep. is she a goddess. In this, they're talking about the Wonder
1: Twins are talking about. You know, they're they're getting to. And why can't she make constructs?
0: she can't yet she doesn't have that in her they they took that right from the other book no i got that but i was just like
1: it was just like really interesting it's like
0: but yeah the fact that he kept that in her book remember she was trapped in the the store and could not get out yep and he brings that to this justice league and the fact that she still doesn't have that ability yep and i'm like it was just
1: jarring to see it in this because i was like huh like it's it's good. It's I like- really
0: think DC is really trying to rebuild their brand of one world. And I think having certain writers that respect that and want that, and Brian Hitch is one of them. It's, yep. it, it feels like that so far. I mean, it's one issue. But the fact that he he's not – it used to be you would read four different books with the same characters in them, and they were all different. You and I yep. had that problem with Wonder Woman – she was written so differently in Superman, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, and all these other books. But so far, knock on wood, it's just the beginning. Yep. So far, we're getting that 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 worldness mm-hmm. of the DC universe that's been missing for five years. So thank you, Brian Hitch, for doing that because it's
1: it's it's been a very fun read. Again, this is one of those books from DC's rebirth that you really should pick up. It's
0: especially if you missed the the big big stories. I mean, I remember. Grant Morrison wrote big stories. This just what
1: I was thinking. Like, this is kind of harkening back to the Grant Morrison days. So. The, the big story.
0: Yep. I like it. The next book we're going to review is Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, Rebirth, number one. Written by Julie and Shauna Benson. Claire Rowe was the artist. Alan Pessalacroix did the colors. Steve Wands did the lettering. Um, so, again, this is a rebirth, not the new number one, just the rebirth, which is supposed to be a new jumping on point, same as Justice League, for new readers. Um, yeah, it kind of was. It was. I think if you're a new reader, this was very acceptable.
1: It was very accessible. It was too. Yeah. As well, like it. It worked as a new. It worked as a new uh, jumping on point, and I think for new fans, like you're saying, it really caught them up to speed. Like that whole really laying on the line. Everything that happened with uh, Barbara Gordon, I was like, okay, this is all you need to know about Barbara Gordon. Everything is in continuity, everything.
0: Problem is, you get shafted on the other two.
1: Well, that's the thing, though. I don't think you got really shafted on Huntress, because if you were following Grayson. But
0: no, we're talking new readers. New readers. But I think I gave you just enough, mm, though. I don't. Uh, I think they did. I think, especially I think the one for Black got, Canary, uh, okay, she got I really agree. shafted. I think
1: the Black Canary. I think, but I think that was done on purpose, though. I think Black Canary was done on purpose. Um, but I did like how Helena was in the confessional with the guy she killed, and then was confessing about what she asked to do. Like that was very character driven. Like this is who I am now. This is what I'm doing. Blah. You know. Blah. And I was like, and I was like, okay, like Which- I got that. But Black Black Canary was just like literally
0: you know... That could be in anyone. Yeah, now because. she's not in
1: a... Now she's on the band anymore. Boop. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it was just... I don't know. It, just, it got too dangerous for her? Really? For her?
0: Uh-huh.
1: I was just like... That was just... Again, I think they really... It. it in the level of trying to explain what was going on with these characters, they took a lot of time to explain the status quo for Barbara Gordon. It's fine; she's part of royalty. She's a Bat person. Fine, you know. You you really wanted to set that up that way. There was no convolution about what's going on in the story. Fine. Uh, Huntress, I was like, okay, if you're following Grayson, you got it. Um, this is just an extension of that, and she gave just enough people the information because here's the thing. Drink. Uh, shut up. Um, <laughs> You can go back and read those Grayson episodes, issues, and find out what's going on with her. Totally fine. I think it would be much harder to go back and research all that stuff about Batgirl. And then with with Black Canary, they were just like, if you want to go, fine. She was a rock star. Now she's not a bit. I didn't like, I really wish they would have said more about her relationship with uh, Green Arrow, though.
0: They, again, next, next issue.
1: Again, connectivity. Right. You know, if if Barbara and you know Black Canary, Diana, Diana, I can never say anyone. If they're really good friends, they would really they would know what's going on, and they See, were palling that's around. That's what bugged they me. They were peling
0: around a lot in her other book. That's what bugged me is the fact that in this, I I don't I stopped reading Batgirl. I just couldn't take it I anymore. I pop in and, and out. I know they had a fight or something. Yes. So,
1: but I pop in and out of Batgirl. So.
0: I, I don't know. Um, I have to say, <laughs> I think this had some uh, some rough edges about the art. Um, I, the art for me was was was. Batgirl looked in her very first when as soon as you see Batgirl on the the it's actually the third page second page, it looks like I'm reading a Mad magazine. Like it's just <laughs> it's she's wearing throughout the whole thing. Batgirl has these these. Harpo what was it? Marks? Groucho Marx glasses.
1: They're not glasses. That's her hood. That's her cowl.
0: No, no. I'm talking about that nose. She's got remember those those glasses you used to put on? Yes, the I artwork. come <laughs> yes, I come the... from an Italian family. We have big noses. Some of the some of the people wow. in my family. <laughs> this was ridiculous. They the artist, no. I just think some of the art in this was very ugly. And it showed the it just showed why this costume does not work. Especially yes, on this,
1: the costume is not one of the best they've done. No, I, uh, yeah, we agree on that. I did think that the artwork got better as the issue progressed. I would agree. And I really there think were that some. The, well, I think the artist just really needed to get used to the characters. Is what is what it seems like. Yes, I agree. It just you know? it,
0: it out of the gate, it just had some really some some bad murky. The inker kind of over-inked on some pages. I will say the Huntress pages were really nice because it was supposed to be darker. Uh, her pers- this perspective in the proportions on the one, her knees uh, it's like her legs are like this big and are, like her tw- it just it's off proportions are off. I, as a new reader, would probably be interested to see what happens. Um, I'm probably
1: gonna pick up the next issue because I'm a f- I I was intrigued by the story about this new oracle which? who was taking over for um who was taking over for uh. Or taking the mantle of Batgirl, but doing bad things with it.
0: Real quick, I, I got a quiz, a little quiz question for you. Sure. Where was Oracle first debuted? Um, I don't know. Suicide Squad. Okay. And that is one thing I'm really sad about, this new, the new shitty two version with Oracle and all that. It, it A lot of the great history of Oracle was thrown away. And in this, it just made it seem like it's, oh, me and my girlfriend, we got together and we solved some crimes. Because I think that's how she talks. <laughs> you think that's how Batgirl talks? I do. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the next book up is brand new Hellblazer. Mm. The Hellblazer. Mm. No more Constantine, mm. just The Hellblazer. Mm. Rebirth, number one. Mm. The writer was Simon Oliver. The artist was Moritat. Colorist Andre Zymanowicz and Moritat, letter with Sal Cipriano. So they are bringing, they're really trying to keep Hellblazer, Constantine, set in the superhero world. They well, are, they have
1: the new CW show coming out. They
0: really are trying <laughs> to keep him set. Do you think he works better in proper or outside of? Outside of. Uh, so, Wonder Woman, Shazam, Captain Marvel, and Swamp Thing make an appearance in this. Um, I love the way he draws Wonder Woman, by the way. Uh, the whole story is is him, Constantine, in the devil or some devil demon thing. And he has to figure out his name. I'm like, wow, how very Mr. Mixed Littleplik. Wow, you hated this book. You are rolling your body so hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh What did you hate about my this man, book?
1: My I didn't hate it. Hate is a very strong word. What uh, did Mr. you dislike Rich. immensely? Um all of it. I just think that he deserves to not be in the DCU or if they do, put a max title on it and make him I really think that DC again did themselves a disservice by by taking him out and putting him in the in the DCU. Um because once they did, they neutered him. And they neutered Swamp Thing, and they neutered, they neutered all these people. And I'm thinking, if you want to have Hellblazer, Constantine, Hellblazer, and and really do what he's supposed to do, you do what Marvel did. You throw a max title on it, and you just make it.
0: You make it have teeth. So this should have been a Vertigo title. Yeah, it should have. Because they don't have a max line. It's either Vertigo or DC. Well, they have Young Animal,
1: and I'm just like. I get it. He's a superhero. You want to do this stuff with him. You know, I, I just, it didn't but make he's sense. he's not a superhero. <sighs> yes. He's a, he's a, he's a yes. I, I don't know. I just was not impressed with it at I all. I think they're I The artwork to, was just like, man, eh, it was man. Their I think they're trying to,
0: to, to take the TV, take what was Preacher, what was 100 Bullets, what was all these books which teetered on and and have themselves a hit now for DC proper like they want their their supernatural in their supernatural side remember when the new 52 started and it was like the dark And the heroes and And magic was
1: not there, and for some reason, and now it's sort of here. So I think the whole magic continuity is all fucked up. Haven't seen doc, haven't seen really Doctor Fate do anything, and like even even in the Doctor Fate book, you don't really know what's going on with magic, and Shazam is all fucked up. No, this this seriously, you can DC just needs to not be scared of their their macabre magic you know, stuff and let it, let it be
0: adult. Let it be adult. It's okay. It's, it's okay. We will read it. We will support it. So Just I think for this, do it. I think for this, it was very, um, check the boxes to make the story. There's just no reason there's no reason for it to be in DC proper. And
1: if you're gonna continue to make it DC proper, make it have teeth. Make it mean something. These people are dealing with demonic forces and like the 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 demon was called laughing, laugh boy or something like that, because he didn't know he didn't know his name and so he called him Laughing Boy and all it's just the whole situation. It's like that's fine. Let your characters fall into this murky, you know. Lovecraftian occult horror every so often. You can do that. It's fine. Let your character, let Justice League Dark be dark. You know, let it do that. And the people that like that stuff will gravitate towards it. You know, I think this. I didn't read. Don't be scared, DC. I didn't
0: read The Last Constantine and I didn't read The Constantine that came before it. I started it.
1: Stop being scared, DC. Let these characters be who they're going to be. You know? Let them let the characters be who they're going to be. It's just annoying because they're they're trying to fit Constantine in this mold that doesn't work for this character. And it. I shows. think having the
0: superhero show up was weird.
1: Yeah, it made no sense.
0: I mean, it was it, so. What it did was it told Wonder Woman and in, in Captain Marvel. Swamp things like I kind of trust him. I've worked with him before. <sighs> Whatever. I just. Ugh. All right. So moving on to a book we both loved. I absolutely think this. I know so many of our listeners. Just, they love good books. And no matter if it's DC, Marvel, or an independent. And this next one is by Dark Horse, and I really think you should pick it up.
1: So, without further ado, it's Black Hammer by, uh, sorry, it's Black Hammer from Dark Horse Comics, uh, 3 dollars And it is written by Jeff Lemire, art by Dean Ormston, colors by Dave Stewart, letters by Todd clean uh, or client, sorry um, yeah, so basically what it is is 10 years ago the superheroes fought an anti uh, anti anti-creature, an anti-minotaur like creature, and then Black Hammer gave his life so that the other heroes, and I'm assuming a villain, could live but they were all cast out into this small, I want to say New England town, and they're living here, on a farm on a farm and they're getting tired of it, or some people are getting tired of it. Some people don't want to live this life anymore, and it's—I don't know—it's uh—it's just very interesting. Someone's trapped. Someone's uh trapped in a body of a nine-year-old for some reason. She
0: misses her tits. She misses her
1: titties, and she smokes. And this is other guy who's who's like the the father figure, and he's uh slam uh, Abraham Slam, and
0: this is this is almost like. A really cool, on its head. What if the Justice League?
1: Well, remember that's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was originally. So Jeff, Jeff uh, Lemire, Lemire took this to DC first, and DC didn't want to publish it uh, because you can tell. Like, there's a character like alien, an alien who's literally like Mar- who's literally like Martian Manhunter, and
0: even has the the same kind of name.
1: Yep, and then there's like an Adam Strange character. There's uh, a Supergirl type character. So yeah, there's a Madame Xanadu type character. So it seems like this was something that he was going to take to Vertigo and then DC passed and he's like, well, screw it, I'm going to go to Dark Horse. And I'm so happy he did because it's just this character study of these people who are living a life or living lives that were not their own. And some people have accepted it, their fate, and other people just have not. And some people are just like, what the fuck ever? And I, I love like, the
0: ending. The ending is what really nailed it for me. To yeah, pick the next issue up I, because we learn, we learn, the fate of the other world that, yeah, that they left, and that's
1: the thing. Like you don't,
0: because there's so far.
1: It's almost like they're living in this. At first, because I was just reading it, I I didn't really know too much about the story, although Richard said that it's really good and you should read it, and I was just like, okay. But it seems like it was in another dimension or it was another in a dome or something or somewhere that was so a place that was so disconnected from uh, the rest of the world that it was just like, what's going on? So Lemire was able to create that that kind of uh, separation and... I guess desperation from some of these characters that it's just not very, like it was just really well done. Yeah. Like
0: I really, and the I art, was very surprised. the art surprised. really, the art, the colors, the inking, it all kind of came together in this one book.
1: I would say if you buy one new book, like if, if you if you ever listen to us and you say, and you're like, hey, you know, I, I think I'm going to check out that book because, you know, Desmond Rich said it was good. I would say, if you pick this book up, like I really at first again at first I was just like yeah, I don't know it seems kind of I don't know because I'd read it on CBR about it and then I was like yeah. and then Rich said oh I really liked it and then I was like oh God maybe it's gonna be horrible and then I was like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I read it and I was like damn this is really good so if you listen to us at all pick a Black Hammer especially if you like you know superhero stuff and just it seems like it could have been Doom Patrol like it seems yes. like it could have been.
0: This could have been a Doom Patrol-like story. It's really good, you guys. We will be reviewing Doom Patrol, too, when it comes out. Yes, we will. So the next book up is the brand new book from Brian Lee O'Malley. Uh, he was the writer and creator of Scott Pilgrim. Yes. And he's back to comics with Image Comics. As the writer, not the with, artist. Right, with Snack Girl. The lovely story of Lottie Person, who is an aspiring fashion blogger. Not aspiring? She's been doing it for like eight years. Oh yeah, two thousand eight. Uh so words, Brian Lee O'Malley. drawings, Leslie Hung, colors, Mickey Quinn, letters, Mary Odomo. And how much is it? 350? It is no. It is only two ninety-nine. Yeah, there you go. Not bad. And there's two covers. Uh O'Malley actually does one of the covers, too. Thank you. So, <laughs> I am i know what I thought of it because I told you. What did you think of this? I'm funny really Funny story, curious. real quick. Funny story.
1: So, I was at work, and I'm reading this comic yesterday at work, and one of my coworkers is a, is a younger woman, you know, in her 20s, and I said, you know, okay. So, she saw this book, and I was telling her about it, and she's like, okay, I think I want to read it. So she took it and she started reading it, and she got about halfway through it. It was just like, I do not like the story. (laughs) She was just like, I don't. It's too, it's it's too
0: texty. It's too like now. It's just too. It is. It's very. (laughs) now like this is the book for 2016 and so i asked cell phone zombie book
1: yeah so then i asked her i was like well what what about it didn't you like and she's like it's just all of the texting in it and like and and all of the um the texting shorthand speak and just everything about it it seems so vapid and blah 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 and she just did not like it that's what the book's about so i was like okay so it was just interesting because she doesn't read comic books she reads like novels and stuff and she's you know and so she's just like not that that's a difference, but she's she doesn't really read comics, and so she was just like the whole visual aspect of it together, because in the pages, you know, it's a story about a blogger, like like Rich was saying, and she and she's perfect, like whenever you see her, her persona, her persona is perfect, and that's what it's about. She only views things as masks, and she labels people by the masks that they wear, yep. like hot blogger or. Or coffee guy coffee guy or or goth girl or something like that so so she doesn't learn their names it's all very superficial and and so I'm looking. So and, and it's about her because she's very beautiful on the outside, but you wouldn't know that she suffers from horrific allergies and she's always has snot coming out of her nose and she's always her eyes are always watering so she always looks very tragic and and sad and blah because she can't you know control her her allergies, and so she's trying to hide this person. So at first when I read it, I was like, okay. So I had I had my friends you know critique of it and so I started reading it and i was like okay okay um okay i'm getting this and then and then it gets to the end i loved the end and then the ending <laughs> happens and it's like all of this all of this setup well all, all of the masks uh-huh. and all of this you know um masked reality that that snot girl lives in completely comes crashing down when she's hit with hard reality mm-hmm. so i was very shocked by the ending mm-hmm. because she didn't because the person
0: who read it she didn't tell me the ending and i so i read it and i was like i think i think if she had quit early i think if she made it to the end she would have had that same mm-hmm. what you're describing no 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 no, 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 no. She, she made it to she, the end so she, she did so think about at the end for her was she was like i don't get it like i don't oh. understand
1: and i was like okay now see and i was just like okay so so this is about this whole story is about masks and 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 how we create our own realities to serve our purposes and there's this but there's this it's all a facade because there's actually these dual realities that are happening it was very interesting and i was very surprised that i actually liked it more than i expected to and That's-
0: that's how I felt. Right, I, I was like <laughs> because uh, reading it through. You know how I feel about text speak and and the youth and was, this this phone culture. But the last couple pages, I was like, shit well, gets fuck, serious. Now I need to read the next issue. Shit gets really serious. I was so and I liked. I I really liked I was, the simplicity of the art. The art was fantastic in some spots. And see, here's the thing. Uh, overall,
1: drink. over setup.
0: Overall, the
1: artwork was was really good. Like, it was very strong, very good caliber. It's indie,
0: and it just looks good. And I want to, real quick, while you're talking about the art, mm-hmm. there's one page in here, one panel, actually, that really got to me. Because, like Des said, Lottie sees things in this weird, perceived reality that she yeah. lives in. So when she notices things, she she notices to pick things apart. She thinks the new doctor is hot. But the artist does a really good job showing the difference in just one smile, the perfect teeth, going to real teeth, how they were, how they actually look, and she noticed. Yeah. And she even was like, "Ugh!" Like the art in this shows the 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 two personalities in her. This yeah. This beautifulness that she lives in. And then the harsh
1: reality that 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 yeah or the real, I don't know. I was just very like kudos. You were surprised, yeah. Kudos to the team for this one. You you guys really really surprised the shit out of me with this one. And and people, if you're if you're missing out, you're you're missing out. Like Scott O'Malley fans are probably gonna buy it just because. Sorry, Brian O'Malley. They're gonna buy it anyway because it's it's him. And that's one of the reasons why I bought it, but he is a really talented writer. Yeah,
0: this really did it. So we're out of time. To we wanted to review Grant Morrison. I just want to review one more, just real quick. Just what? One,
1: real quick, real quick. Let's review. Just real quick. I just want to say something really quick. All right, and then we'll and then we'll go. Because I know we got stuff to do. But it's a uh, Grant Morrison. It's created and written by uh, Grant Morrison. It's a new one from Graphic India. It's called. Ava- Avatar X. Thank you, Destroyer of Darkness, Issue One, dollar ninety nine. You can't beat that price. Artwork is completely amazing. It's uh, again Grant Morrison, Jivan J. King did the artwork. Again, artwork is great. Colors by N. S. Satish Kumar and Jivan J. King, and the letter was by Adi. Uh, I'm sorry, Adita B. Dekar. and it seems like again, this is people that are doing stuff that are not American comics. Like it's an Indian-based comic, and and the the quality is amazing. You guys really need to check this book out because this is an all Indian story. But I, it's reading, it's reading like the Indian Thor <laughs> almost. Mm-hmm. Like I was getting so much. Comparisons to this character who is a semi-omnipotent, you know, god deity who has been tied to a mortal yeah, to he- learn humidity, humility to face the new darkness now, that is coming. That ending, though. Total Grant Morrison. Uh-huh. Total, you know, re. And again, this is from Indian mythology too. So it just shows how how Norse and Indian and all those other mythologies kind of come together to form like these stories. And it's and it's all universal people. I'm I'm just saying. You really liked this? I really did. I really did because again, I'm a Thor fan, I liked the mythos and I liked um I liked this, and I'm telling you, there's more out there than just American-based comics, and I'm really happy that Grant Morrison, using his uh, celebrity, is, is doing that and endorsing this stuff. You really should check this out. It's The artwork is good. It's great to see other, other nationalities represented in comic books mm-hmm. and in sci-fi and in fantasy, and I really believe that you guys would... would be hard-pressed not to pick the it's really good
0: $1.99 and it's $1.99 you guys, $1.99 please check it out so two books that we think you should check out I really think well you should three check books, out actually. three I really 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 think while well, I got them in stock or if you don't live around here go to your store pick up Black Hammer they're the variant cover is an homage to Justice League it even has the old Justice League of America banner in it pick up Snot Girl new from Image Comics and Grant Morrison's Avatar X number one, from Dollar
1: ninety nine, you can't
0: beat it. We ended on a high note. We
1: did, which is great. Um, and again, please stay tuned uh, for our series of interviews from Comic-Con. So the Geek Chat does Comic-Con, um, and then we also have some uh, really interesting news coming up that we're trying to work on for uh, San Francisco's Comic-Con. That's so, right. Please stay tuned. And as always, a special thank you to our sponsors because without them, we really wouldn't have a show. So i want to give a special thanks to Club Card Printing. They're the ones that help us do all of the fantastical prints that you see in our palm cards. And if we ever do posters, we're going to get them done there. So if you're in the San Francisco area or if you have a computer,
0: check out clubcardprinting.com. We also want to thank Gene Gilmette, he does all the amazing artwork for the show. You can check him out at rltpress.com.
1: Yes, Gene, I, I, and I don't take it personally that Rich is always trying to kill me. So, <laughs> Also want to give a special thanks to Terry Miller. She is the mistress of the mix board and makes all those lovely sounds that you hear uh, during the Geek Chat. Also want to give a special thanks to our major sponsor, Whatever Comics,
0: located at 548 Castro Street in San Francisco, located between 18th and 19th. Check us out online at whateverstoreonline.com and on Facebook under Whatever Store. I'm Desmond. I'm Rich. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.